Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm a yoga teacher, a coach, and most importantly, an astrologer. And that's why I come to you every week here in your podcast feed to let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on earth. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I am Veronica, and this is the last week of 2020. So last week we had the Jupiter Saturn conjunction, also known as the Great Conjunction at zero degrees Aquarius. It was on Monday, the winter solstice, the 21st of December. It was the big news last week. Apologies that there was no podcast. I was not home and where I was staying, the internet and cable kept going out. So I wasn't able to bring you a podcast last week. Initially, I had intended on doing a double podcast and taking this week off, but alas, the Great Conjunction, the planets, they had different intentions for me. So that's how it rolls sometimes. We have to roll with the punches. I am eager to hear from you guys how you've been feeling since we've had the shift of Saturn and Jupiter into Aquarius because a lot of people are reporting that it feels lighter. I personally have to say I've been feeling super anxious and that could have to do with other things going on in my life. I've had some unexpected occurrences such as not having internet, getting my cycle a week early, lots of funny little unexpected things happening. We can expect more unexpected circumstances and turns of events as Jupiter and Saturn are in the sign of Aquarius. And Aquarius is traditionally ruled by Uranus. And Uranus, I like to equate to my favorite real housewife. It is the equal opportunity shitster. So Uranus brings us surprises that we like, and Uranus brings us surprises that we don't like, but Uranus always surprises us. So these planets are answering to Uranus in the sign of Taurus, where he is for several years long. Uranus travels slow. He's far away from Earth, so his journeys are on the longer side. So that's going to be something that we are looking at throughout the year. We'll be looking to Uranus and what he's doing and how that's having an impact on Saturn and Jupiter. Okay, now on to this week. That energy of the Great Conjunction is still with us. It's going to be with us for not only weeks, but months to come. It's actually the beginning of a 20-year cycle. So we're going to see remnants of that great conjunction for 20 years. So this is not something you can miss out on. So a lot of people get really worked up about how can I take advantage of, and yes, there are great ways to take advantage of specific transits, but don't worry if you are worn out If you need rest, if you're feeling anxious and overwhelmed, if you're like, the last thing I can do is sit down and do some manifestation work right now, it's okay. Mind you, we're still in eclipse season. So the eclipse season doesn't actually end until this next full moon, which is occurring this week on Tuesday night. 
10.28 p.m. Eastern time, the moon in Cancer will be opposite the sun in Capricorn. So that lunation will end the eclipse season that we just went through, and it will end the year. And this year is bookended by two full moons, okay? So two full moons bookend this year in Cancer. We had a full moon in Cancer on January 10th. That was right before we had that Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn. And now we're ending the year with a full moon in Cancer on December 29th. Just a week after we had that Saturn-Jupiter conjunction in Aquarius. So these full moons in Cancer have really bookended our year and also been the escorts of these huge transits, these huge conjunctions that have defined this year. So while this year was defined by Capricorn in many ways, and 2021 will be defined by Aquarius in many ways, Cancer really did escort us through this year because we had that full moon at the beginning We're having a full moon in Cancer at the end. And you may remember that in June, July, we had back-to-back new moons in Cancer, which is very rare to have two new moons in the same sign within 30 days. So there's something about the part of your chart that houses Cancer, the sign of the crab. You know, the crab walks around with its home on its back. Cancer is rules the, the realm of home. It rules the realm of our immediate family. It rules where we feel safe and secure, where we feel comfortable. Whenever we're talking about cancer, we're talking about feeling emotional stability. And we're talking about emotional sensitivity and vulnerability, because these are the themes that cancer brings up. Now, cancer people, like the crab, they might seem hard and tough on the outside, but really they're the most sensitive, the most vulnerable when you crack that shell, when you get to know them. So when we're talking about cancer in our own chart, if you know your chart, if you can look at your chart, see where cancer is in rulership, what houses are being ruled by cancer, what planets are in cancer, because they've really had a masterclass this year in resiliency because we've had opposite cancer, so much going on with the Saturn, Pluto, and Jupiter and Capricorn. So this is a really nice full moon to end the year on because it's the first time that the sign of Cancer is not being opposed by Saturn in Capricorn. Saturn and Jupiter have moved on to Aquarius. Pluto is still hanging out and he's going to be there for a few more years. And we're going to talk about that more as the months move on because Pluto is getting close to the point where it was during the Revolutionary War when the USA was founded in 1776. So that's going to be a very big deal for those of us that are Americans living in this country when we have our Pluto return. But that is for another podcast on another day. For now, the part of your chart that houses cancer is for the first time experiencing a lunation, a full moon or a new moon, 
where it's not feeling the heaviness of Saturn. Because Saturn is always bringing us lessons. Saturn is always asking us to rein it in. Saturn is always bringing discipline, structure. It's bringing responsibility. And cancer, the part of your chart that has cancer is now like, oh, I feel that weight of responsibility has been lifted and now I can nurture myself. I can grow what I want to grow. I can create what I want to create. I can take care of things. So if you're feeling a new inspiration to grow something or nurture something, you know, cancer is the sign of the mother. So there's always something that we're mothering, whether it's our pets, whether it's our business, whether it's our relationship, whether it's our home, there's something that we are the mother of, something that we're giving birth to, something that we're tending to, something that we are growing and nurturing, nourishing. And so what do you want to nourish? What do you want to feed? What do you want to grow? And so this full moon in Cancer is going to give us an opportunity to prune where we have to prune so that we can grow with ease and freedom in 2021. So this is a really interesting way to end the year. It's an emotional way to end the year. There's a lot of sensitivity this week. In my notes for the podcast this week, I wrote, this week should have fragile and capital letters written all over it. It's like we're moving. We're packing up 2020. We're moving into 2021. And we've got those boxes. And in big, bold, sharpie letters, we've written fragile on the side of the box. Okay. So we are feeling raw emotionally because again, we have a full moon in cancer. Our emotions are on the surface. That is where we're feeling our emotions. The moon rules our feelings. Cancer is the sign where the moon is at home. So our feelings are on full display, or maybe you feel like you can't put them on full display because cancer doesn't actually like to show their feelings, even though they have a lot of them, they don't necessarily show them to you all that easily. But the sensitivity and the emotional quality of this week is really amplified for a few reasons, but one of them being that Chiron is squaring this full moon. And so Chiron is a dwarf planet, an asteroid, whatever you want to call him. He is the wounded healer. So wherever we have Chiron in our chart, it points to where we have or house our core wound. So Chiron is in Aries. He's there for a few years. This is a long transit, him being in Aries. But for all of us, our core wounds and traumas from childhood are coming up with this Chiron in Aries. And so Chiron in Aries squaring this full moon, the sun is conjunct Mercury in Capricorn opposite the moon in Cancer and Chiron in Aries is squaring them both. Now, whenever there's a T-square, I've talked about this before, there is a release point. And so the release point of this T-square is in Libra. So you want to find the person or the people that you feel most comfortable with this week. You want to spend some time with your confidant this week, whether that's your best friend or your partner or your therapist or your mom or your sister, whoever it is, it gives us an opportunity when the sun and Mercury are conjunct in Capricorn to really ground the emotions and 
speak them in a way that is productive. So you might have incredible insight this week from talking through however you're feeling. You might have great insight journaling through your emotions. Of course, this is a great week to do some reflection, do some journaling, do some vision casting for next year. That goes without saying. But you might find that there is some deep emotional stuff, especially around your childhood and your family that might be coming up right now. And by the way, it's the holidays. We just got through Christmas and Hanukkah and we got New Year's coming. And this time of year can make us feel lonely. And even if we are not lonely now, if you were lonely as a child, that loneliness might show up this time of year. Just notice and honor whatever emotions are coming up and give yourself space and time to feel them. This is a great week to put a little more rest in your schedule. So I know that not all of us have the luxury of taking this week off. I seem to be working more this week. I'm not sure how that happened. I actually wanted to take it off, but that happens sometimes. And so for me, while I'm still working this week, I'm making sure that I have pockets of rest and I'm making sure that next weekend I'm fully off. And just give yourself pockets of rest. Go to bed a little bit earlier. Maybe it just means that you take an hour on New Year's Eve to do some journaling or you take an hour on New Year's Day to do a restorative yoga practice. If that's something you want to do, I'm actually teaching a New Year's Eve and a New Year's Day practice for my yoga students and online yoga club. If you've been thinking about joining online yoga club, this is a great week to do it because not only are we moving into the new year, but you'll get that New Year's Eve practice and the opportunity to reflect on the year that was and to cast your vision on the year that's coming. And then you'll also get free access to my workshop that I haven't even announced yet. So you're the first to know I'm doing a workshop around the new moon in Capricorn that's coming in January. And we will do my yearly workshop that I do. It's called Dictate Your Fate. And we will talk about all the astrology that is to come this coming year and how you can harness the power of the planets to dictate your fate down here on earth. So if you want free access to that workshop, then join online yoga club now and you'll have it along with yoga with me three times a week, plus a restorative yoga practice and ritual every new moon and full moon every month. So we really do practice in concert with the planet. Every 30 days, our theme changes with the sun season. Right now we're in Capricorn season, so we're working on the basics, going back to basics in our practice, going back to the breath, going back to the simplicity of our practice. It's a really nice way to approach your yoga practice from a place of working with the planetary energies and not against them. Not forcing yourself to push your body when maybe your body doesn't want to be pushed, but on the other hand, not forcing yourself to rest when you want to when you want to push, when you want to go. If you're interested in online yoga club, you can head over to my website veronicaparetti.com/yoga. And in other exciting news, I have a new website coming soon within the next week or two. So 
keep your eyes peeled for that one as well. Okay, let's get back to the astrology. So this is a very sentimental end of year week. This is a week where our relationship to our home is going to be top of mind. I know a lot of people this year have had an interesting experience of staying at home. We've all been locked in in some way, shape, or form. Those Some of us are living in places where we perhaps have had less severe lockdowns, but we've all had an experience of feeling either trapped or stuck or bound in in some way. And these are very Saturnian ideas because Saturn is the restrictor. It's an interesting thing that we've had so much cancer energy this year with, or rather I should say, we've had so many cancer lunations this year at such potent moments in the year astrologically because cancer rules home. And many of us have spent a lot of time at home this year. So the astrology never lies. I always say that. You can't make this stuff up. Now we have Saturn in Aquarius and Saturn in Capricorn wanted to bind us in and stick to the old and keep things the way they are. Saturn in Aquarius, it wants to fly. It wants to embrace the change. When Saturn first went into Aquarius, he dipped his toes in and that was in March. And that was when we first discovered this term, social distancing. That is the essence of Saturn in Aquarius. It wants the restriction of distance and it wants to be social. Aquarius, it's the sign of friendship and community and groups. So it'll be interesting to see how Saturn behaves in Aquarius going forward. Of course, we have Jupiter with Saturn to lighten things up. So it will be interesting to see how this great conjunction makes its mark on 2021, the way the Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn made its mark on 2020. I think it's going to be a lot lighter and a lot easier And the year in general has a lot of bright spots and not as much challenging energy as we had in 2020. It has a lot more creative energy to it. So this is a year where you're going to lean into that cancer that's now free of Saturn, free of the residue of Saturn pushing on it or oppressing it. And now we're going to be able to nurture something that we want to nurture for ourselves. While this year was bookended by two full moons, New Year's Eve is bookended by two Neptune transits. New Year's Eve is actually going to have the moon in Leo, which is the moon in a sign that wants to shine. It wants to have fun. So this is a great New Year's Eve to put on your favorite shimmering sequin top, even if you're just staying home, which you probably are just staying home, and pop the bubbly and make a wonderful charcuterie platter and enjoy your New Year's Eve with your partner, with your best friend, with whoever is in your quarantine pod. Keep it small, but you still want to feel royal. You still want to feel like a queen because that's what Leo wants. This is good energy to start the new year. The moon will be in the sign of Leo opposite 
the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction in Aquarius. So this is an experience of how do you want to embrace that conjunction? How are you going to allow your heart to guide you into 2021? Because Leo rules the heart. Where are you going to shine in 2021? And how are you going to embrace that Aquarian energy? So New Year's is bookended by these two Neptune transits, which are adding to the sensitivity of the week. Because Neptune rules Pisces, and that's where he is, and he taps us into our subconscious, he taps us into our dream state, into our fantasies. So you might feel like those fantasies, those dreams are coming to the surface, some subconscious stuff is coming to the surface. Venus squares Neptune on Wednesday, so that's the day before New Year's Eve, December 30th. This can make us feel gullible. We can feel disillusions. We might be really impressionable. This is not a great transit to make investments or to take any risks. It is really healing and creative energy. And it's a wonderful opportunity to lean back, uh, meditate, experience stillness, allow yourself to travel into the depths of your subconscious and trust the changes that are happening. It can feel really hard if you're a person that wants to control things because Venus squared Neptune makes us feel like maybe we don't have the control that we want in the relationship or with the money or in the social situation. But you just got to sit back, know that it'll pass and allow yourself to use this energy as a force for creativity and healing. So really a great day to do yoga, really great day to do some meditation, really great day to journal, all of those things we talked about, all those reflective practices are really good on Wednesday and Thursday. And then we're going to have Venus dive into the South Node on New Year's Eve. So that basically means that Venus and the South Node come together. You might remember me talking about the nodes with the eclipses. So the South Node is where we've been. It's also our habits, the things that we fall back into, maybe when we're not even noticing it or when we're seeking out comfort. Venus is in Sagittarius and the South Node is in Sagittarius. And Sagittarius is the world traveler. And you might have a desire to just go off and escape when Venus goes into the South Node. You also have a wonderful opportunity to reminisce on how your values and your relationships and your money have been impacted by this year and what you've learned and what you want to take with you going forward. With Venus square Neptune and Venus conjunct the South Node, there's going to be a great desire for us to just check out. And you might want to If things are not going that great for you right now, you might want to eat the whole bag of chips or eat the whole gallon of ice cream or drink the whole bottle of champagne or whatever it is. And then on Friday after New Year's Eve, we will have Mercury sextile Neptune. So I told you, Neptune bookending that New Year's Eve celebration. So Mercury sextile Neptune similarly to Venus square Neptune, it will increase our ability to access those subconscious realms of our psyche. It also increases our empathy and our sensitivity. 
but it's not great for practical matters. This is not a day on Friday. This is not a day to open up your spreadsheets and prepare your taxes because you really want to get on top of your finances this year. It is a day to reflect and dream and cast your vision and allow yourself to swim in the waters of uh, timelessness and imagination and not necessarily be bound by too many restrictions or responsibilities on New Year's Day. So allow yourself to really enjoy that day. Enjoy the Mercury sextile Neptune. Again, really creative energy, great for writing and great for creating and great for just enjoying some time to yourself. Take a bath and check out. If you want to check out, that's okay. So all in all, this is a week to tend to your spirit. Be kind to your body. That Venus square Neptune can make us a little disillusioned and also a little bit hard on ourselves, especially our physical appearance. So if this is a year where you are feeling like you want to lose the 15 pounds from quarantine or you are being really hard on yourself and some of the ways that you may have lived this year because we've all had these moments of letting ourselves go or getting off track or losing the routine or not necessarily not getting our 10,000 steps in, not getting as much exercise in as we normally do. A lot of us have lost a lot of the touchstones that kept us healthy in 2019. And if that's where you are, really resist the urge this week to go into the shame spiral. Instead, this is a wonderful full moon in Cancer New Year's energy to identify something that you want to build, something that you want to create, something that you want to nourish, something that you want to do that's going to make you feel good or make a positive impact on your life. I implore you to consider what you can add, what you can nourish, what you can do that doesn't feel like a restriction because so much of this year has been about restriction. So what can you add that nourishes you in 2021? So consider it from that angle versus taking away versus I'm not going to do carbs. I'm not going to eat sugar. I'm not going to have the wine anymore. Instead of thinking about it from a place of restriction, which is what our society puts on us this time of year, I want you to think about it from the sense of that cancer ideology of nourishment. How can I nourish myself in 2021? How you can nourish your body, your mind, and your spirit in 2021. And maybe that means adding in a bath every Sunday night. Maybe that means adding in one night of home cooking that you don't normally do. One of my best New Year's goals ever was that I decided to make a new recipe every week so that I could learn how to cook more things. So consider your New Year's intentions from a perspective of adding, of nourishing, of expanding. So with that, once again, this week, it's all about tending to your spirit, 
being kind to your body, prioritizing rest, making space for reflection, journaling, meditation, yoga, connecting to your subconscious, and allowing yourself to dream about the future. Allow yourself to get lost in the fantasy. Allow yourself to ride the waves of your emotions and give yourself space to be fragile because all of us are feeling really fragile right now. And we all have to be really gentle with ourselves and with one another. And so that's it. I'm going to wrap it up right there. I hope you have a wonderful New Year's Eve. I hope you have a wonderful New Year's Day. If you want to do some yoga and some rituals and some intention setting and some releasing with me, then come on over and join online yoga club, veronicapretty.com slash yoga. You can learn all about it. Otherwise, I will talk to you here next week. You can also book readings with me for 2021 and see what the planets want to co-create with you this year. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends. Finally, come find me on Instagram at Veronica Peretti. I'll talk to you next week.